Hey, what's up, geeks? It's Frank with GBN. Uh, we are in our second week of X-Men Res Resurrection. Uh, resurrection. <laughs> oh, that didn't sound right. But with that, uh, we got Weapon X and X-Men Blue number one today. Uh, and I read both of them last night. Uh, I put together uh, a nice piece on our website about X-Men Blue today. Uh, both of them were good. Both of them were, were very, very uh, enjoyable comics. X-Men Blue, I think I was pretty much spoiled at what the, the final scene was going to be before I read it. But it still felt like a grand reveal. It still felt like a very uh, interesting plot turn for the, the original five X-Men. Uh, if, if you haven't read X-Men Blue number one, uh, the way it compares to X-Men Gold number one is that X-Men Gold is your giant size X-Men team. It's your 70s X-Men with Wolverine and Storm and Nightcrawler and Colossus. Whereas X-Men Blue is your OG early 60s and then again in the 80s X-Factor, uh, early 60s X-Men. Uh, it's the original five. You got uh, Cyclops, Marvel Girl, Beast, Iceman, uh, and Angel. And so with that, that is what X-Men Blue is right now. It's the five of them. And the, the story opens up uh, with Iceman saying that a, a supersonic jet goes way too slow for him uh, before showing him with his headphones and his smartphone uh, and really revealing that while these young teens are from the 60s, they're time-displaced X-Men, Beast brought to the present, uh, they're still teenagers, they really quickly adapted. They are just like millennials and teenagers today with their, their uh, you know, needing everything in, in the moment and already complaining about the, the slowness of a, a jet. Um, it, you know, it just kind of gives you a little bit idea of their, their character and, and how they've been molded by the time they're in. And so, uh, after that, uh, we're reminded towards the bottom of that page that, uh, Gene has taken over the leadership of the team from Cyclops and that, uh, they should all be referring to themselves as their code names while they're out in the field. So the five of them are flying over the ocean in the Blackbird. Uh, they're on their way to try to find a yacht in the middle of the ocean and they they see it they all jump out and fly and you know leap out of the blackbird towards the boat uh, and when they get on it they just kind of meander around almost making jokes and talking about how barber shops aren't the same as how they used to be and you know Jean Grey saying Cyclops would look good with a hipster beard and they're not worried at all they're very at ease uh, until they get to the door they're about to open and they say, let's, let's have our game faces now. And when they bust through black Tom Cassidy's in there, which is one of X-Men's first villains. I don't, I don't know what issue he first appeared in, but he was pretty early on. I believe him and juggernaut were always buddies. Um, and so the fight against him is pretty quick. Beast and Cyclops take him out. And then suddenly, as I just kind of uh, foreshadowed, juggernaut jumps out and announces who wants some, uh, as he busts through the doors and uh, quickly starts actually realizing and questioning why all of the X-Men look so young, which, I mean, I read most of all new X-Men, but I feel like it, it wasn't addressed by too many villains, really, and this one felt felt in place. Uh, and so Iceman tries to freeze Juggernaut. They, you know, they're all fighting each other, and Juggy breaks out of the ice and starts accusing Cyclops of having killed Kane Marco or Juggernaut's stepbrother, Charles Xavier. So Juggernaut pretty much outright says, I'm going to give you all a beating, but Cyclops is getting it. You know, I'm murdering this one. 
Uh, so Cyclops starts running. There's a really funny panel where he looks just like so super, uh, like a cartoon running away with this huge monstrosity behind him. Uh, but the teamwork in play is shown really well as uh, Iceman throws a sheet of ice on the ground. Cyclops jumps off the edge of the yacht and Angel flies in, scoops in and catches Cyclops while Juggernaut slides off the side and falls into the ocean. So they get back onto the boat and it's really literally just a panel later that uh, Juggernaut smashes through the hull of the boat back onto the deck uh, and you know, starts attacking again, which I feel like I w wasn't fully aware of this next one, but this one definitely uh, caught me off guard a little. Beast is studying the mystic arts. I kind of remember this a little. Uh, I know it's probably happened not too long ago, but um, he opens up a portal and, and suddenly Juggernaut falls through and disappears into what looks like hell and Cyclops and Beast start fighting over that method of throwing their enemy into hell and uh, Beast tells him he's not in hell, he just used hell as a method of transportation to Siberia. Uh, and that's where he's left. So uh, it's a successful mission, they save some people, they bring the boat back to, to shore and, and apparently these original five X-Men are stationed in Madripoor now because uh, that's where they go and they start discussing you know, if what they're doing is the right thing or not, and insinuating that there's some sort of goal as to what they're trying to accomplish in the, this, you know, attack on Black Tom. Um, they walk towards a door, they say, let's go tell the boss, and suddenly we get the revelation of Magneto. The original five X-Men, who not too long ago in their own history were just fighting Magneto as their arch enemy, are now taking orders from him. Uh, he has a, a bunch of displays behind him with Sebastian Shaw and Emma Frost on them. Uh, and he says, these are all threats against mutant kind, comrades who have lost their way. Uh, and with that, the issue ends. And we're left to, to wonder what's to come uh, with Magneto's vendetta against a few of his, you know... Uh, perceived enemies and how he's going to use the original five x-men to get at them um i think it's an interesting concept i think it could go in a lot of different directions and uh the last page with uh colin bunn you know writing to the the readers he mentions that there's going to be a lot of characters in this comic it's not going to stage us you know uh cyclops beast marvel girl angel and iceman they're going to, apparently it was just revealed that Wolverine's son, uh, son from the Ultimate Comics is going to be in the, the book. Uh, but really, he said it's going to be open to characters from every generation. If you were a fan in the 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, aughts, and there's an obscure character you may have liked at a certain point, or just a character from that time frame, he says that he's going to hit on it. Uh, and so that's exciting to hear, because honestly... All new X-Men was good, but this is this should be different. X-Men Blue, if they're really trying to uh, change the the paradigm of the X-Men and bring it into a, a new era with with uh, you know moving forward with different storylines, eh, this is the you know the original five is the oldest storyline there is, and uh, we need to shake it up a little. So I'm glad that's where they're going with this. Uh, X-Men Blue number one, sick book. X-Men Gold number one, sick book. Uh, so far so good. Weapon X, 
I'm going to do a whole other episode about that. Weapon X might be the best of them so far. Really, really good story. So stay tuned for that. Go to geeksbroadcast.com to check out all of our podcasts. We got the, the movie Geeks broadcast, the TV Geeks broadcast, comic book Geeks broadcast, uh, and Geeks Talk. Uh, we have blogs and, and albums and cosplay and all sorts of cool things up there. So geeksbroadcast.com. Again, my name's Frank. Have a good night, y'all. Make sure to check out our website at geeksbroadcast.com and follow us on Twitter at GBN underscore Geek Network. Geek Broadcasting.